Hello, this is Maurice Harker. For almost 20 years, we've been building a team of hundreds of clinicians, coaches, mentors, and people just like you who have discovered and love to teach life-changing principles. Our coaches have made a special investment to make sure you can hear these messages. You will hear stories of triumphant healing from specialists and people having a real life just like you. We hope to increase your awareness that you are not alone and there are so many others who are enlisted in this work to train and heal the whole family. You will find these principles are an amazing synergy of the most accurate cutting-edge science with familiar gospel principles. We are passionate eternal warriors and we hope you will join us. Hello there and welcome. I am so happy that you're here with me today listening to this podcast because this is a really cool podcast for me to do. I have a special guest that I want to introduce you to personally and you know it's my pleasure to do so and I know a lot about this guest because he is my son. So welcome Casey Broadhead. Hey, hey. Yeah, this is kind of a unique experience. Casey is the editor of the Like Dragons Did They Fight podcast, as well as the Mothers You Know podcast. Yep. And, you know, being on this end of it is different. You get to see both sides now. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. How, how are you feeling? How does that feel to you? Like, what is that editing experience like? And then seeing this end of it, is there anything different that you're noticing? Like, hmm. There's more of a spirit to being on this side of it, because when you're editing it, you're not really thinking about like, oh, yeah, like, where's the spirit in all this? How should I really be thinking? What should I be saying or anything like that? Like, you're not like, like God isn't as much in it. Whereas when you're just because when you're editing it, it's just like, all right, like it's already been said. All I'm doing is like, I have the small amount of the spirit with me just to be like, oh yeah, this part is pretty cool. But that is like, whatever, like little social media post to me or whatever. Right. So good. Well, you listeners, it is my opportunity this morning to really tell, allow Casey and hope this interview goes in a, in a way that allows him to introduce a new program to you that's going to be happening at Life Changing Services called i forgot the name what is it casey it's called knights of honor there you go knights of honor because i live with you and there's lots of names of lots of things that you're passionate about all yeah. of a sudden they all got mixed up and i was like oh man what is the name of that totally knights of honor but before we get to that well i'm just gonna well shoot how should we go about this there's so many things to do here anyway i'm just thinking i just want to tell you a little bit about how this all started maybe let's go there first but first let's talk a little bit more about how you're associated with life-changing services and why you would even be here doing this so can you tell us your experience here at life-changing services other than having a mother <laughs> that works at life-changing services for 15 16 years of your life yeah so yeah i my first like introduction to life-changing services was my my mom working here and things of that sort but it was interesting to notice that when i was younger like you're it just as you as a teenager and everything like that if you've ever experienced this or you moms will probably totally un relate to this of like your your son you're saying something to him as the mom and the son's like i don't want to listen to that even though you're saying the greatest stuff in the world that is totally gonna help me like i'm not gonna listen to that i'm a teenage boy who cares what you have to say mom so when i was younger my mom was giving me all this stuff from like eternal warriors sons of healing telling me all these things and it was like I'm not going to listen to that. Who cares? Like, mom does this cool thing. I know she does something cool. Like, I'm super admiring of my mom, but that doesn't apply to me. Whatever. And so that's kind of the interesting part about the fact that, like, Karen is my mom. And you realize that of, like, even though, like, mom is amazing and Karen's so awesome and everything like that, like, teenage boys are teenage boys. And sometimes you just can't listen to your mom and you have an issue with that. And it's hard. Yeah. And but, that is a common theme in homes that, you know, the person who wants to wants for your success more than anybody else, right? It wants to share something that's that they think will be helpful for your success. And yeah, it's my experience in my home has been like when I all these things I'm so passionate about, all the eternal warrior principles and all the things I just have over the years tried to do just little nudges, little let's 
teach about this or let's hear somebody else teach it and I'll sit in the same room and listen to them you know, on technology. And it's just like, Mom, we see that you have a really cool boat over there and that you love rowing it and you have all your supplies in it. It's so cool. We like to watch you with your boat, but we're not interested in getting in the boat. That's been really something that I've just had to let go of because I think, yeah, I a lot of people hear these things and think, that's amazing. How do I tell my family about it? And in my mind, I'm thinking, I haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's interesting because that whole experience happens like it's so I've had life-changing services in the back of my mind since I was very young. Like it was just something yeah. that was going on. But then at age 12, I went into the Sons of Healing program. I needed to. I was struggling with Mr. and Mr. P, wanted to know what to do. So I went to Sons of Healing. I went from week one to week 12, graduated immediately, just blazed through it at age 12. But I didn't internalize any of the principles, didn't really take them in. I was just wanted to be clean and I was motivated at that moment. So I went back at age 14 when I started struggling again. And it was much harder, but I again graduated. And then I went back at around age 16, 17. Again, after having not really internalized it and not having made my own decision to go to Sons of Gilman, not made my own decision to learn. And at this point, it was something that I was finally ready to try and learn, try and internalize the principles, try and actually put my heart and soul into it. And not just my heart and soul into the principles of life changing services, but also into trying to be converted to my Savior, Jesus Christ, being willing to be like, okay, I can't do this. I need your help. Like, I need my Savior's help. And so I, at that point, was really where my love for life changing services started. Several years later, about three or so years later, during 2020, I start working as the podcast editor for life changing services, needed a job. It was just something that was available. My mom was my mom. So it was super easy to get in and be the podcast editor, especially because the previous one was leaving. And so I was like, oh yeah, like I'll do that. And so I started editing like Dragon's Day Fight podcast. And then my mom reached out and was like, hey, do you want to, do you want to also edit the Mother's No stuff when they, that comes out? That was pretty shortly after, like maybe a month after I started with Lex Dragons. And I was like, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. So I started doing that as well. Fast forward a little bit later, maybe six months or so, I then start working for life changing services with another job at the same time as the doing some of the reach out to people who come and show interest, show that they need some help, that they're kind of in some pain and could use someone to reach out. I was doing that reach out for a while for about, and I still kind of do it, but it's changed. It's shifted a little bit, but started doing that, reaching out to people. Then I became a personal warrior trainer and I'm still doing that. And then as of now, now I'm one of the program directors, which is crazy. And I'm still only 22. I'm almost 23, but that's crazy. I know. You'll be 23 next February. month. Yeah, yeah, totally. Wow. It's a good thing you reminded me of your birthday. I would have totally forgot it. Yeah. I forget my birthday all the time. It's kind of hard to forget my birthday, though, because it's on the easiest day to remember. I know. It is, it is a cool birthday. I was so thrilled when you were born on this day. He was born. His birthday is 2 2 of 2000. Yeah. 2-2-2000. Also, that's Groundhog's Day. So it's pretty funny too. That's awesome. Well, your life kind of was like Groundhog's Day for a minute or two, right? It was yeah. really difficult for me to watch as a mom because as you get to know Casey better, you'll notice he's pretty dynamic. He's pretty, he has a, a lot of gifts around communicating and reaching out and assisting people and seeing people. And so my whole life watching him grow up, I thought, oh man, he's gonna kill it on a proselyting mission, this guy. They're just gonna think he, he a storm hit them because he's, he's good at overcoming fear. It's not that he doesn't feel fear, but it's been really interesting to watch how he handles fear. But usually I don't think moms get to notice a frontline view of their son's developing in this young adult arena, but Casey was kind of forced to do that. So tell him a little bit about your journey, you know, towards, yeah, here we go. I, all my life, I've been working at, I'm going to go on a mission and how that worked out. And you did go on a mission, but it's just was so different than what we pictured it. Yeah. So yeah, during kind of the life changing services story, right before I be, came right, right before 2020, Basically, I was in my last year of high school as a senior and our school did trimesters and throughout my whole life, I've 
had some chronic or unexplainable stomach issues, stuff that I wasn't able to explain. Doctors weren't able to explain it. They were just like, I don't know, you're sick. And that's weird. And it wasn't super severe. It was just kind of here and there. Yeah, it wasn't super severe for a while or anything like that. But then I get to my last year of high school. um, I just got so sick. I was submitting my mission papers. I was in the midst of like applying for colleges, doing all this stuff. And I just got so, so sick. I went from being the one of the people who had never missed a single day of high school. I'd missed previous things, but I'd never missed a day of high school to dropping three classes and missing all day, all but 20 days of my last trimester. I just got so sick. Yeah, it was so crazy. Then over the next year, I actually, it's been about, yeah, around two, four years since then. I've been on a journey of trying to figure out anything that would help and do things and having to overcome a immense amount of anxiety, a depression that showed up, so much stress. But the journey that started right there is, that was so hard is my whole life, I had always wanted to serve a mission. I'd always wanted to serve God. It was one of the greatest desires of my heart. I was just like, Heavenly Father, I like, I want to be yours. I want to serve you. I want to be this for you. And then I got stonewalled. It was like I had been going and just cruising along at a nice, nice, good speed in my car. And then God dropped a brick wall right in front of me. And I ran into it. I got sick at this point. Wasn't I got rejected the first time I submitted my mission papers. I got my second mission papers delayed because they wanted to wait and see if I would get any healthier and feel a little bit better. And they finally got submitted and I was asked if I would be willing to do a service mission. And at this point, I was still already just so sick. And I knew that was a good decision for me to do a service mission with how I was feeling, but it it hurt. It was something that was like, Heavenly Father, why? All I ever wanted to do was serve you. This has been the desire of my entire life to do this. And you're telling me no? What did I do wrong? Like that, those feelings that you get in those moments, right? Yeah. And so I end up in this situation of serving a a service mission. I served for six months. Usually it would be two years, but I served for six months. And then my stomach issues got worse. I went, I ended up in the emergency room three times in a row in about the span of a month. The first two times were for stomach issues. And the second time I went in, I lost 25 pounds in two weeks from starvation. I just didn't eat. I got so nauseous. It was awful. I just, yeah, it was a really bad experience. And we ended up in the emergency room. I can still remember being there with my mom went in with me because it was still amidst the COVID. There couldn't be multiple people inside. And so my mom was the only person in there with me and just in the emergency room. And that was one of the biggest moments that changed my life in a spiritual perspective was that moment in the emergency room because I sat there I was in a wheelchair because I couldn't walk because I was so malnourished at that moment I'd lost so much weight I hadn't drinking anything for days because it made me nauseous to drink anything and so I was sitting in a wheelchair waiting for like 30 minutes or something for them to have an emergency room spot open but I was sitting there my mom was next to me and I remember just sitting there and not really being able to to talk much because it made me nauseous to talk. But I sat there and I was praying to God and I said, I still remember it to this day of just being like, Heavenly Father, please save me or kill me. One of the two, because I can't do this anymore. Hmm. I'm so sick. My life is in ruins. What am I supposed to do? This is the end, right? Like if if you're going to do something, I ask you please to save me or kill me. One of the two. And it was a moment of, I didn't get an answer in that moment or anything like that, but it's been amazing to watch the next couple of years, the two years since then up to now, the two and a half, almost three now of since that moment, I watched as my life slowly started becoming sweeter and more amazing than I could have ever hoped it could be going on a proselyting mission, serving my life as I totally wanted to just go in, serving a mission, going to BYU-Idaho or something, getting married really quick and just living an awesome life. My life is sweeter right now than I could have ever hoped, could have ever imagined Mm. because I was willing to let God and say to God that will be done. Like I, my, my will doesn't matter anymore Mm. because it's, I've, it was one of the things that God taught me in that moment was that I can't have my own will in this moment. I can keep making my, having my agency and striding forward and having the action, but I also need to submit 
to God and really be converted. And so in that moment, it was amazing to watch as over the next three years up until now, God has put the opportunities in my way and all the things happen. So this program that we're going to tell you about, Knights of Honor, wouldn't have happened. Nope. Would not be a thing. I wouldn't have ever worked for Life Changing Services. None of this would have happened if God hadn't stonewalled me and said, you're not going on a proselyting mission. Right. If I had not gotten sick, if all of this hadn't happened, if all of the events that had happened had not happened, I wouldn't be here. Right. I would be like working for some company out there, probably going through school in in Idaho. It, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It would have been just like everybody else's, like what you expect life to be would have been what's happening with me. But God said, hey, that's not the plan for you. So sit down, realize that I'm in charge and I want to take the wheel. And I had to struggle and fight and wrestle with God forever and finally be like, all right, I'm done fighting for this wheel. You can have it. <laughs> you can you can have the wheel. I'm done. Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, just take it because I, I finally get it. You've been hitting me enough. I get it. You can take the wheel. And it's just been amazing to watch the life that's made. For example, like, yeah, I like starting as a podcast editor for like LCS, it was the only job I could do. Like yeah. I was so sick. It was the only job I could possibly do was right. something where I could literally just sit there, be at home. And if I was stuck in the bathroom for several hours, I could just edit a podcast, right? <laughs> like it was the only job I could do. Then things started going. I started going to therapy to deal with the anxiety that had come with this and the depression and things like that of this whole thing. And it makes sense that anybody who would have been through that situation would have gotten depressed and had these things happen. And so it's not something that I'm like, oh, I'm special. Wow. It's like this thing of, yeah, like it was just cool to watch as everything happened of like, I started working for LCS because that was the only thing I could do. And then I started reaching out and ended up as a PWT and working for reaching out to people because it was also something I could do from home and was easier for me and something like that. Then I finally started getting my anxiety under control. And then I finally started realizing what I loved with life, the thing I really was passionate about. And then six months ago, probably less. It's probably like three months ago, four months ago. I reached out to Maurice Harker, the director of my changing services. And I'm like, Hey Maurice, I've got an idea. And I don't know if you want to take this. You don't have to, but I just love some brainstorming because I'm thinking of making my own business around this as well. And so this yeah. is how it all started. Yeah. That is so cool. And just because Maurice, Maurice got involved right there, I think it's important and just kind of funny but it is a very personal thing and you can add, edit this out Casey if you're thinking I don't really want to put that in there mom but you know you got to this point where you're like take the wheel and I remember the day that you said mom I think I need to go to a therapist and that's something I've known for a really long time right but it was kind of like it's got to be your choice right and so it was like mom I think I'm ready to go. I think I need to go to a therapist. And I was like, okay. And you said, well, I know you know some therapists. You know lots of therapists. And I said, yes, I do. And so he said, why don't you, why don't you tell me which one to go to? And I said, oh no. Oh no, this is, has to be something that you receive in revelation. Like which one of these should you go to? Mm -hmm. Do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty interesting because I, I did ask because my mom said this, but I, I did say, hey, at least give me a list of who you think are great ones. Yeah, so that I would be good to go to even five. So yeah, here, here's here are five that because I know you so well. Yeah. And I know them. Here's five of them that I think would be great. But I did not put Maurice on the list because yeah. why didn't I? Because it was so while he was starting to edit things. It was just funny. And this Maurice yeah. thinks this is funny too. Yeah, Maurice thinks this is funny too. But yeah, when I first started editing, Maurice kind of annoyed me when I was editing because <laughs> he had, and I, I love Maurice now. Like Maurice is just awesome. And I've always like thought he's just an awesome guy. But in the moments, like when you're editing it and you start learning voices and how people speak and things like that, that's one of the things I was learning. So I was editing podcasts. It was like, Maurice, you say, you say certain things too much and you need to stop doing that. But it, now I'm like, it doesn't matter. Get past yourself, Casey, chill out. Mm -hmm. But it was it was but interesting it, to notice and, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I also think it had something to do with his, he has a dynamic confidence that's similar to yours. It's different, but it's yeah. similar. And so I think it kind of graded on you a little bit. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's kind of like the, uh, yeah, it's kind of like the sim- similarities like pull apart. It's the opposites of, it's the opposite of the opposites attract. Like yeah. when you're close, you just like repel a little bit. But now I'm like, yeah. Maurice is awesome. Maurice yeah. is a good buddy. It's fun. But yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's pretty. So I, I was looking for personal revelation. I had this list with Maurice not on it, a different therapist that my mom knew. And I went to the temple one day and was like, all right, Heavenly Father, like I need a therapist. Who do I go to? And the names on the list just wouldn't click. And I just was like, started just listing out names and I got to Maurice Harper and that was who it was. Like, I just knew it. Like I need to meet with him. <laughs> That's who it is. And so I was like, oh boy. Oh, like, boy. I like this guy, he, uh, like, I don't know this, how this, this is gonna go. Yeah, this isn't, <clears throat> excuse me, this isn't the guy that I that I was wanting to see. And so anyway, when you came home and told me that, I was like, all right, God is totally in this. There's something going on here. Yeah. That was really fun to notice. And I was grateful that you shared that with me, how that panned out. And so when you thought I need a therapist, yeah, that's who you started seeing was Maurice. Yeah, I saw Maurice mm-hmm. for about a year. A little bit more. And I'll still every once in a while go and see Maurice a little bit. But yeah, it was just awesome. And one of the things that led to me being able to be like, hey, I'm comfortable enough with Maurice that I'm gonna go ask, like, hey, can I do this? <laughs> I have so, an idea. Yeah. So yeah. Initially, like Casey and I, we live in the beautiful mountains of Utah. And we were out on a walk. And we were just, you know, as a mom, all the things that Casey has shared with you, it was hard hard and heart heartbreaking for me to watch all of this unfolding and feel so helpless and so yeah just so sad so sad to notice like gosh this guy this cannot be what is happening to him right now in this season of his life when he should be you know young adulting and dating and meeting people and finding out you know how his skills that God's given him, of, you know, could just be so awesome out there. And yet here he is barely able to do a thing. And it was so confusing. It's so hard. And it took a lot of patience. And it's cool to hear you describe the purpose in that patience, right? That there was purpose in that. Yeah. And, and but in it all, two years ago-ish, we were on a walk in our neighborhood with our dog and I just, we were talking about, you know, passion projects and, you know, just Casey was wondering, you know, what, I don't know, which I don't, I don't even know what to do for a passion project. And Casey, I remember you said, mom, there are two things I know I am extremely passionate about. And you said, number one, is helping people very passionate about that and the other one is telling stories one of the things that happened while casey was on his service mission he was sitting there in our living room on the couch and he and he said hey mom i just wondered if you'd like to hear something and i was like sure and so he says well i've i've been writing a book and i'm thinking what you're writing a book and so I sit down on the couch and he and he's in like the second chapter of this book that he's writing and I was anyway he read he read it to me and I was like that is so crazy I did not know you even could do that like it sounded just like these awesome fantasy novels that we listen to on audiobook So I was like, shut the front door. What are you doing over there? I didn't even know you could do that. And anyway, you spent a lot of your time just writing this very long book, right? Yeah, 400 pages. Yeah, 400 pages is creating this world. And anyway, I think that's going to be on your path sometime (laughs) too, just being an author and a writer. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you say, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna, it's like, I've got to write a book at some point that the original book I wrote now I'm looking back at it and I'm like, I've learned so much about storytelling and writing since then that this like feels like gross. Every time I read this, I'm like, Oh, I was so bad. Oh, <laughs> ooh. like it's still a good story, but Oh yeah. So anyway, 
that was really cool. And so I had a lot of weird mom ideas on our walk, right? Because it's one of my things I can't help myself. I think, oh, I'm having an idea. Oh, I'm having another idea. Anyway, so we're walking, we're walking, and Casey didn't take advantage of any of my fun ideas, even though he, you know, he did start trying one of them, but you know, didn't go very far. But it was so neat to notice you identifying those two things and being passionate about those and then us talking about well how could you how could you use those things as your passion project and so you go from there totally so i'm just like my mom was saying the two things i said were telling stories and helping people were the things that just became passionate for me and it was something that i i didn't even realize i liked telling like i didn't realize at that moment that I like telling stories, even though my mom will tell you that I had been telling stories since I was a little kid, like a very yeah. little kid. Yeah, um, so cute. I'm going to interject here. Yeah. So cute. So, you know, how as moms, we pick up all the boys and girls in the carpool and we take them places like to that game or this activity or this or that. Well, Casey had a group of friends that, you know, we pick up and we, we usually did all the driving of the friends and we would they'd all get in the car and as soon as they were all in the car they would say okay casey go and he would proceed to tell a story just this off the cuff story about these crazy you know fantasy kind of things and then he would kind of stop in the story and give them a chance to like choose their adventure like a you can choose this b you can choose that c you can choose that and no matter what they picked even if there were different angles to the story they all picked something and they had it they were a character he could then take exactly what they said and then start creating parts of the story so they just loved it was the thing they did in the car ever since he was like 10. so that's fun to notice okay go ahead casey yeah so at this point in my life i kind of forgotten that I was loved stories and did that all the time and everything like that. I kind of forgotten a little bit. So before this conversation with my mom, the the one thing that had happened that I'd started learning I liked stories before I started writing a book was I started, I, I played the game Dungeons and Dragons with a friend. For the very first time in my life, I'd never played it, didn't even know, like I'd barely even heard of it. But my buddy was like, hey, do you want to like try this? And I was like, sure, I don't know how it works. He was like, I don't know it either. Well, let's just try it out. And so we, I played it twice with him as a character. And I was like, all right, this is awesome. However, I need to be where he is. I need to be the person telling the story. I can't be the character. Like, I got to be the person telling the story. So I went out and bought the books, threw the books out. I got the books and I was like, all right, all I want are the rules because the rules are just great. But I don't I don't need the stories they have in here. I don't need the names they have in here. Like, I'm going to make all of that myself because I like I just love this. So I checked all the books out besides the rules and started running games for my friends that I'd had forever. And I've been doing that ever since we play every Saturday and it's just fun. And they loved it and everything like that. And then me and my mom go on this walk after I'd started writing a book. And then fast forward a little bit. I'm sitting there like playing with my friends, doing Dungeons and Dragons again, playing with my friends. And then I just have a thought of like, I just like started thinking about like, wait, wouldn't couldn't I like my mom had mentioned before, like, you could totally do a business out of Dungeons and Dragons. Like you could totally do something like that. And so I was, but I hadn't really taken it seriously. But at one point I'm doing that. I'm like, I love this. Like I love seeing the enjoyment light up in my friend's eyes and see them just enjoying something and being so happy and excited and being like, wow, this is great. And also noticing how much it helped my friends by giving them a place to connect every week and also giving them a place to work through some challenges they were having. And yeah, it was just, notice these things just started happening and it was less because of the actual game itself and more because of the way i was taken and i didn't even realize it at the time it was happening subconsciously it was kind of the spirit just guiding me along Mm -hmm. so fast forward a bit i am finally like okay like let's just try and make a business out of this let's let's see what can happen here like i i love helping people i love telling stories so but i didn't put the helping people in yet i just was like okay i'm gonna make a business around running games for people so I make a business. I still have it. It's called Night Castle Services. You can find it online and it's still there and everything like that. Night Castle Services, I, I made it. And my initial thing was like, I'm just going to run games for people. And because I'm just like, I'm a good storyteller. I know I have too much evidence to deny it. You know, any of you Sons of Healing Boys, if you're, yeah, or mothers, you'll know this with your Sons of Healing Boys. Satan tries to get under you 
and tell you you're not good at things. Like you're awful at this, you're whatever, right? And he tries to tell you over and over again, like even the things you're amazing at, he'll try and tell you you're not good at this. But one of the things I learned was I'm good enough at telling stories that Satan, like I have too much evidence. Stop telling me I'm bad at this. I have too much evidence. Mm-hmm. People come back week and week and week a week. Like this is happening. So yeah, I make, I make a, a business. I started up, I hire Ruben Aiton, one of our coaches here at Life Changing Services to kind of be my business coach kind of thing. I start doing it and it just didn't take off. Nothing happened. And so I kind of was like, all right, like I started thinking more and more about it and was kind of talking with my mom and getting some ideas and stuff like that. And then I finally was like, all right, I'm going to try, like, I wonder if I could add like a kind of a coaching aspect because I'm, I'm a certified mentor and coach through life changing services. I did the mentor program. And so I was like, okay, like, let's see if I, like, if I could add coaching to this in some way. So I started thinking about it and started with Ruben about it. And then I started adding that to my, to my business still didn't take off didn't do anything. Nobody signed up. Nothing happened. I was like, dang it. Like Heavenly Father, like this seems like such a cool thing. Why aren't you letting this happen? What the heck? But then I finally, my mom didn't even mention me going and talking to Maurice or anything. She had it in her mind. She'll tell you like, I was thinking about you should talk to Maurice about this and everything. But she, my mom has learned that I have to make the decisions or it won't, or I won't do it. Yeah. And specifically, it was super neat for me to notice because, you know, sometimes I can't help myself. And so I just say stuff. And yeah, but every time that would come to my mind to to bring that up, like maybe you should go just counsel with Maurice about your business, about some things or whatever you're thinking about. Anyway, but I just, every time I could tell it was the spirit telling me that is not yours to say, like, don't say that. So I never even brought it up. Yeah. So I finally have like choose on my own which is one of the things I've learned about myself over and over again. I I need to make the choice or at least have most of the say in the choice of doing something and needs to mostly be my idea for me to be really motivated about it and really put my effort into it. If my parents tell me, hey, you should do this. Like I might do it, but I'm not going to be happy about it. And it's not going to be fun. So yeah, I, I go and I talk with Maurice. I brought this up to him and it was one of the greatest blessings of my life. And one of the greatest experiences of ever since I got sick, like I was talking about before of that moment of realizing, wow, God really is helping me out here. Like God, like this was like, it was totally something of realizing God was leading me along this whole time. Like he was in the details and I just took me this long to realize some things of what he was doing. And so I go and I get in this meeting and I say, Hey, Maurice, even if you don't want to take this idea, here's the idea I have. How could I, what if I could kind of play these adventure games, these kind of a Dungeon and Dragons-esque, like just a skeleton with Sons of Kielman boys and kind of uses a reward system with manpower. Like when they did, got their manpower done, they would get things in the game and talk to him about this. And Maurice just got so excited and said, Casey, like I've been looking for this for several years. I've been looking for something like this. And mm-hmm. it, it hit me like a truck of God, like God's in the details. And this wouldn't have happened if these things hadn't happened, all this stuff. Right. Mm. And so fast forward six months and Knights of Honor launched, launched on Monday. And so I'm so excited. I think it was less than six months. It's probably only been three since I talked to Maurice, but still it's so cool. Like, yeah, Maurice was over the moon about it. I was over the moon about the fact that Maurice was over the moon about it. And (laughs) yeah, that's super awesome. Excited. Yeah. And, you know, as the parent watching this happen and for Casey, you know, a lot of prayer, a lot of things going into that, a lot of watching, a lot of not knowing because Casey's a pretty independent guy. But I I am grateful that Casey's kind of a verbal processor like I am. And so, you know, we'd talk about stuff that he wanted to talk about and so he could work it out in his own mind and, and things. But that too. Just like that was the wabammer for you. It was a wabammer for me. So when you came home, because I was like so excited, you were home. It was a Zoom meeting. Yeah, it was a Zoom meeting. You got out of your meeting with Maurice and you, I just thought, oh gosh, I can't wait for him to get out of that meeting. Because my fear was you'd sat down with dad and I and said, okay, here's what I want to do. And both of us were feeling like, oh, this would be cool, but I don't know if that if he's going to go for that, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah, if Maurice was going to go for my right. suggestion, yeah. I don't know if he's going to go for it. And so there was this vulnerable piece of, oh, I just don't want you to 
be rejected or fail or have another thing and that looks like that's not working either kind of a thing. And so, you know, just the fact that I thought that and the spirit had told me don't talk to him about that. And but when you came out of that meeting and, you know, literally I was just wanting to hear every detail. And so I said, we went into my bedroom. I, we have a place where we can sit in my bedroom. And I said, I just said, sit right there. I'm going to sit right here. <laughs> now tell me all about it. Anyway, and when he said what had happened in that meeting, oh, it was like so much pressure that I just held in, at bay, you know, in my own mother heart. So much gratitude, so much unbelievable. You know, I just was so, so grateful. It was such a celebratory moment. I just burst into tears and grabbed Casey and yeah, I said, that is so cool. Yeah, it's so neat. Okay, so now here we are. It just, just started going out here. It's Wednesday and on Monday morning, the email started going out to people about Knights of Honor. Yeah. So now let's tell you about, about it, why it's cool and why okay. you should totally do it. Let's do this because, yep. And this is all you, Casey, because I'm, I've just been like the fly on the wall, an attractive mother fly on the wall. Of course. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. All right. Okay. Go for it. Tell them all about, okay. so why, why would, what, what, explain, explain it to, I'm going to, I'm going to turn to the mom now of the son. Perfect. And I would say, you know, okay, so what is this? I don't really quite understand what this new program is and what it's for. Like, what, what is this about? Yeah. Yeah. So this program, to explain it first in some broad terms, if you go to the, the website that'll be placed before this, this is literally what the very first part of this says. It says, for sons of Helaman warriors who want to join in adventuring games to increase their manpower skills and earn rewards to incentivize and, incentivize and increase their momentum battle and strategize with a group of fellow Sons of Healing Warriors. So to explain, this is going to be a, what this is supposed to do is help with motivation towards manpower, towards getting your manpower done. And also overall with Mr. M, Mr. P, with these things in general, but the main focus is on manpower of really getting that down and having the motivation to get it done. And the better you do in your week, the more rewards you get in the game. So to give you some context of basically what this is of a game like this, this game will be a meeting that all you need for it is Zoom, access to Zoom and access to Google Docs and Google Sheets so that I can share a little document with you that you'll need, that your son would need, or if you're the warrior listening to this, that you would need to be the, basically what all of your statistics and the game rules and such. Are. But basically what's going to, what this is, is we'll meet weekly on Zoom for two hours, you and a group of other like sons of human warriors. If you're the warrior, or if you're the mother, your son will be meeting in a group of this. The groups go up to eight people for right now. I don't really want to go above eight because it gets kind of unmanageable above eight, but basically we're going to play a game where I will be the storyteller in charge and think of a movie or a book that you've ever read or a video game. If you're a boy who would understand video games a little bit better, but Think of anything of that sort. There's the main character. And then there's the rest of the story happening, right? So think, let's see, what's a, what's a, good, a good story, story. That, I could, that I could compare this to? Yeah, well, one that I have memorized is Harry Potter. Yeah, let's just go with that. Okay. So yeah, if you've ever, if you've ever read, watched Harry Potter, there's the, the three basic main characters. There's Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, Ron Weasley. They're like the three main characters. And basically how this works is your son or you as the warrior you function as, as if in the story you are Harry Potter or Hermione Granger or Ron Weasley. You are the main character. And me, as the storyteller, I function as everything from Hogwarts to your teachers like Dumbledore and Snape to the villains like Voldemort. I function as everything else. But the story is moved along and everything by you as the main character. The story revolves around you. I simply get to be the fun world itself that kind of gets to guide you through and make it super fun. I'm excited about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so 
what would happen each week. You show up for two hours. This will only be two hours each week that we will meet together and we'll play this story. And the story continues from time to time. So we say we meet this, this next week, your son shows up for the very first time, or you show up for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, you, I would have done an orientation with you. I'll go over that in a second, but we basically meet the story begins. And then the very next week we'll start from where we left off. And then the next week we'll start from where we left off. And the next week we'll start from where we left off so that your character will grow and everything like that. And your character isn't a cookie cutter of Harry Potter or somebody, they're your own. They're literally a character you've made that I'll help you to make of just someone awesome that you're excited about and that might have some things that are similar to you. Like you kind of feel similar or there's some things that you can kind of simulate. Like maybe you, for instance, with me, I can have a hard time with not eating what I should. And so I might put that in my character. My character just likes eating stuff, like whatever. And so you can kind of put it into your character. So you can kind of simulate that and kind of be able to learn how to deal with that through kind of a simulated place and kind of bring that in your own life. But we'll meet for two hours. We'll play a story. It'll continue each time. And your son at any point, or you as the warrior, say you can't make it a week. And one of these weeks, you're like, oh man, like this week isn't going to work. I have, I can't make it. Your character will just kind of fade into the background for that session, that two-hour session. And the next week, say you show up again that next week, your character will fade back in to the story. So no harm done. If you ever have to not be there or anything like that, you just back on out and we'll kind of, and we'll put it back in and everything like that. And you won't get charged for that week you're gone. You won't get charged at all for the week that you're gone. Let's see, what are, let me just check and see if there's anything else I really want to make sure you get about the basic logistics of it before I go over some orientation and other stuff of that sort. You can join at any time. So for the mother or the warrior, and I think this would be more the warrior would be kind of worried about this more than the mom, but you can join at literally any time in the story. So say Knights of Honor has been going for six months at this point or whatever. Like it's six months in the future, Knights of Honor has been going for six months and you're like, oh man, like I'm going to be joining, but it's not going to be the beginning of the story. That's okay, because you'll join and we'll make your character just as strong as everybody else's at the point they're at, and you just join into the story. And you get to be that person who shows up to be a part of the brotherhood that's a part of this. Mm-hmm. And another thing to just kind of, let's see, the, the best thing to kind of go over next with this is that it's a team game. What this is, is a team game. It's cooperative. You and your fellow warriors or mothers, if you think about your son, you're like, are they going to be beating each other up? Are their characters going to just punch each other Oh, all the time? No, this is a cooperative game. They are working together. They are meant to be a brotherhood of fellow warriors fighting to be people who make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And this will be set in a fantasy world that's literally from my own mind. I've built it all from the ground up. It's literally from my own mind. I know that sounds insane. It happened. And I can show you all the stuff. It's cool. And I'm going to blow it. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Okay. So basically you're you good? Yeah. Okay. My phone started ringing. Okay. Oh, you're good. So yeah, and this basically what's going to happen. So say you sign up for Knights of Honor. The very first thing that's going to happen, you're going to fill out a registration form. going to make sure you have billing and everything to pay for it. It's going to be $25 per week to show up. And basically all that'll happen is after that, you'll fill out a registration form. Like, yes, I'm going to be there. Like I've signed up. This is it. And Right after that, I will text you within about a, about a day. I'll text you and say, hey, I'm going to give you a link so you can set up an appointment to meet with me and we're going to do a, a orientation for an hour and a half. That sound, may sound like a long orientation to do to somebody, but when you're teaching a whole game to somebody, it can kind of take that long. And plus we're going to make a character and I'm going to explain yeah, some stuff too. Creating a character, getting everybody to feel like, yeah, you can just enter this game and feel awesome about it. Yeah. And it's also going to be a, a time for us to meet each other and meet a kind of be my weird, awesome, dynamic self and be like, hey, this is going to be great. Come on. So yeah, you'll sign up for an orientation for an hour and a half. We'll do that orientation. We'll make a character. And the very next week, you can show up or the very next time. Say you did it on Tuesday and you signed up for a Wednesday group. You could show up the next day and just dive right in. And it's going to be great. Now to go over some things that I really hope you get from this, whether you're the warrior or the mother wondering what your son's going to get. Here's what I want to bring Here's what I am hoping my whole soul will work out and are already part of this. I want there to be greater motivation to be consistent with your manpower goals. I want that to be really a part of it. That when you come here as a warrior, I'm just going to talk to the warrior for a second. When you come here, I want it to feel like I really am motivated to get my goals done because when I get my goals done, I get things in the game that actually impact it. Like I 
if I don't get stuff done, it can actually feel a little almost detrimental when I'm not getting my goals done. I also want it to build teamwork between you and your fellow warriors. I want to build, this is the biggest thing that I really want from this. I want to build a brotherhood between you as fellow brothers, because I went through Sons of Peelman just like you did. And it's, even though you're going to this program that's full of all these guys going through the same thing, dealing with Mr. M, Mr. P, it's this hard situation. Like all these guys are the same thing. There's still a little bit of shame in it, isn't there? It feels a little like, why can't I just like, just be my awesome self, right? And so what I'm hoping from this is that it will normalize it a bit. Not normalize it in a bad way of like, oh, it's fine. If you lose a battle, just go ahead. That's not what my hope is. My hope is that it'll normalize it and make it, we're brothers in this. You and your fellow brothers who are going to be here, you and your fellow warriors, you are here to be brothers, to motivate each other, to be a family of just warrior-hearted machines, to just kick it to Satan, to have each other's back, to just be the coolest guys ever. And I want to culture that both outside of the game, whereas you guys are brothers and fellow players and everything like that, but also in the game. I want your characters to be brothers, to be like, we're here to save the world. We're here to make the world a better place and we're going to do it. You and me and you and me, we got it, all of us. And I am so excited to be the person who just gets to facilitate that growth. Because one of the things that I love about finding a group of friends that you feel like they're a family. And that's the thing I want to try and give you guys is people who have similar goals, the same motivation, the love of God, and put you all in the same place to just rock the socks off of the entire world. So yeah, I just, I want to build a brotherhood. That's the biggest thing I want from this. All right, let me go over some other stuff that I'm hoping this will give you. The next is, Right, going hand in hand in brotherhood. I want this to build relationships of trust and connection between you and your fellow warriors. And also with me as the person facilitating it. I want it to be something of like, hey, like we're buddies. We're, we trust each other. We can talk. It's fine. I also want it to increase your spiritual routines because of the motivation to get your manpower done. I'm hoping that it will help you to also learn the importance of getting your power goals done, your prayer, writing, and reading. So that when you, in your own life, are trying to make the world a better place, just your little self every little day at a time, every little moment, every little step at a time, you realize the importance that I have of your prayer writing and reading every day. I want you to learn that because it's so important. And it's something that when I don't get my like power goals done, it's the day isn't the same. So true. So yeah, that's one thing I want you to get from this. This is also going to improve your confidence and social building skills, social yeah, social bonding skills. For instance, you're literally going to have to connect with other guys and me. And I'll be portraying characters that are not me. Like they're, I'm a pretty good storyteller and improviser. So you're going to meet people that I'll be portraying in this that you aren't going to be like anyone you've ever met in your life. And you have to learn how to communicate with people, how to actually connect with your fellow players and with me and the characters I make. You have to learn to connect and to bond. And to be able to have some fun and be able to step a little bit past your comfort zone. And that's one of the things that I also want you guys to do is step a little bit past your comfort zone. Not crazy, but just a little bit, just a tiny bit past your comfort zone. Because I learned through the whole experience of what I've told you before of feeling sick, all of this stuff, God literally drop kicked me out of my comfort zone. (laughs) <laughs> of what I thought my life was going to be like, that looks comfortable. That looks like, oh, there's a little bit of stretch, but it'll be good. God was like, Casey, you are the kickball and I'm going to kick you right out into the street. And so what I hope is that the same thing doesn't exactly happen to you in the same way it did to me. But I want you to learn that it's crazy that su- success happens just outside the comfort zone. When you're taking a step just a little bit past what you're com- comfortable with, success starts happening. That's what happened when I reached out to Maurice with this. Like I was a little past my comfort zone to reach out to Maurice about that. When I reached out to Ruben to start making my business, that was a little bit past my comfort zone. And all of these things, writing a book and showing it to my mom, that was a little past my comfort zone. So take a little bit of a step past your comfort zone with this. 
put a little bit more than you think you might feel comfortable with into it and watch it have some success. It's going to be pretty cool. Next thing, this is going to enhance your problem solving skills a lot because you are going to have to solve problems. I am going to make a dynamic story that is going to be fun, enticing. There's going to be trials. There's going to be challenges. It's going to be stuff that's going to happen and it's going to be awesome. And you have to solve the problems. You and your fellow warriors, you have to learn to work with the team and problem solve. It's how it works. And finally, what I really want this to do as well is I want this to be give you an awareness of how your brain responds to positive rewards, positive extrinsic rewards, which is the thing that manpower is going to do with this is when you get your manpower done, when you don't lose battles, when you get perfect weeks, things are going to compound in the game. You're going to realize the power of giving yourself little rewards. And I hope it teaches you in your own life. So you're making a goal. How can I make, give myself a little reward for this goal early before I get like a full reward of like, oh my gosh, I completed this amazing goal. And watch the little, the little rewards make it easier and give the motivation. And that's what I'm really hoping from this. And this, this will give you, this is, this is really something that I'm throwing my whole heart and soul at. And I am excited to see you guys. I really am. I'm excited to be brothers with you guys, to be someone who gets to watch as you blossom into tidal waves of change that are just going to rock this world to its core. I, yeah, I am just so proud of all of you already. It's one of the things I love every time I meet my PWT guys. I'm always just like, I'm so proud of you, whether you're winning every week or not. The fact you're here is so important. The fact you're trying is so important. So I, my hope with this is that this will accelerate your process. Like, let's just rock it mm. and have fun doing it. Like, who doesn't want to like beat Satan and have a heck of a lot of fun doing it? <laughs> right? Let's just do it. It's so good. Yeah, manpower hasn't always been a part of Sons of Helaman. It was something that, you know, was started to be implemented some years ago. And, and it was amazing to notice how much faster people started being successful when we added the, the manpower, because we used to call it Border Patrol. And all it was was pray, write, read. But then they, they added the MAN to the PWR. And yeah, so praying for M, action and accountability for A, and N being the no goal, you know? It was just like amazing to notice that. And then as we offered that, they added the, you know, the support of the personal warrior trainer, someone who's been there, walked that path and also understands with empathy why it's hard and that it's a process and that it's it's worth it your fight is worth it and you you can do this it's just really cool but the manpower stuff that's something if you talk to any graduate of sons of helaman now and you say what was a turning point for you so if you ever go to the generals panel this comes up almost every month at the generals panel the question will be what was a turning what was a turning point for you because the parents or the leaders that work with the warriors who just you know are wanting to know we just joined this this journey we're trying to figure out maybe our role or what what this looks like and that's always a question what was the turning point and without fail those generals will say manpower manpower was my turning point when i realized doing manpower made all the difference if i made that those six things every day the priority i could i really started being successful and so it's cool too because focusing on manpower isn't so much focusing on don't do the lost battle right like it's a higher thing to focus on that then supports you in not doing the lost battle. It helps you to have more inspiration and, and to feel more led by the spirit and be less susceptible to the adversary. But what I love about what you're doing, Casey, is yeah, you are offering this 
really fun and attractive reward system that says do your manpower right it's so great because it is it's a hard thing for guys to get that under their belts yeah uh, and yeah it it's just neat to to notice it how you've been led i also wanted to mention just you know you said i want you to get out of your comfort zone i want you to you're gonna have to stretch a little you're gonna have to do this a little, you know, I just think I know you well enough to know that your personality is not to meet some boy in a game that you've never met before. And then you make him do things. Yeah, I know that's not your personality. And so I, I want to make sure that people didn't hear that, that you're going to oh, yeah. you, meet you where you're at. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to push you outside your comfort zone. This is something I'm asking of you. Right. I'm not going to push you outside your comfort zone. I'm excited to watch you decide to do that right it's something that yeah like i'm your buddy here like i'm gonna be your friend you're just gonna make this as awesome as i possibly can make it as fun as i possibly can and mm -hmm. be there for you yeah but just like i had to learn in the story i've told you of my life you have to make the decision for it to mean anything to you you have to make that decision that's mm -hmm. how it works that's how we become converted to god and things like that yeah. You can't just ride off of your parents' testimony. You can't just ride off of things. You have to make the decision. And so I'm not going to push you. Not. Yeah. It's your, it's your life. It's what you're going to do. But I guarantee that if you choose, you'll see some success. Yeah, it's so good. So you're going to be there as a supportive person. So this is one of the angles that I would see as I talk to lots of moms every mm -hmm. week really over thousands of moms now I've worked with. And, you know, some of our main concerns are, you know, I don't know, I, I just really want to make sure they're doing that, mm -hmm. right, that manpower. And so that's going to be an asset for us as parents to know that there's something that is a reward system that we can add to this to accelerate their own choices instead of it looking like mom's asking you if you remember that or not, if you did that or not kind of a thing. That's really so good. And then the other thing that I, that like you might even notice my son does pretty good on manpower, but what I hear a ton from moms, and I think it's a theme across the board is as mothers, we are all wanting our children to connect because they seem to connect in this quiet, silent way with technology but they're losing the skills to interact, to bring their personality and their power to a situation. Like they, it's just been so interesting to watch how technology has affected our ability to connect with each other. And so a lot of the things that moms say too that I've heard is, my son is so isolated. He doesn't have any friends. He really, you know, it just kind of, feels that need in this, you know, external, internal way, but it's not people, it's not with people. And so to me, whether my son were doing good on manpower or not, this is an asset of this game, is the connection and the I'm talking and looking at you. Yes, it's on a Zoom platform that they're meeting, but, you know, who knows, this might get so wonderful and big that you'll have a little twice a year, we're getting together in person and we're gonna play something here on this gym, you know? Yeah, you know. totally. You know. It's it's something just to kind of play off of what you're saying. It's pretty interesting to notice that there's actually like actual research on the benefits of playing games like this, like mental health benefits. Right. But one of the biggest things that is actually so helpful about that is exactly what you're talking about is connection. Like the fact you're connecting with people and not being isolated is so important. Even if you're like, even if this game didn't even help you with manpower, even if it did nothing else besides the fact that you connect with somebody each week and just kind of have some fun, so good for your mental health and helps you to feel that way. That's one of the things that helps me so much, especially like getting all that depressed and everything like that. The best part of my week every week was the fact that I hung out with my friends on Saturdays and the fact that it was like, I'm connecting with people that aren't just the people you see every day, like your parents and your sister and all this stuff. It's I'm hanging out with people who are my buddies 
and I get to be, hey, like, I may not be doing great. I'm feeling awful and super sick, but I get to have some fun with you guys and it feels great. So good. Okay. So if someone were thinking, well, I don't, I don't know where to find that. What, how am I going to find this? Like, I, I, I think I'm interested and I just, I maybe haven't been checking my email, so I haven't noticed, but now I'm listening to this podcast. And so point me somewhere. Yeah. So first place to point you, if you listen to this podcast, check the show notes below the link to the registration page. All the stuff I've talked about will be there too, of all the stuff you can read. You can read a letter from Maurice in there, a video from Maurice, and also a letter and video from me in there as well that you can look at. That'll be in the link down below. If you want to just find this, and for some reason you don't have access to looking at the show notes, feel free to go to lifechangingservices.org and you can type in slash Knights of Honor slash again. Or you can just type in, if you were just in Google search, you can just type in Knights of Honor, life-changing services, enter, it'll show up. You know, it should be the top one. And the very first image, if you want to know if you're in the right spot, it'll have light changing services way up there at the top left. But if you want to know, am I in the right spot? The initial image is, image is a bunch of dragons flying around some castles. That is the top image, some yellows, some browns. <laughs> so you're in the right place if you see that. But yeah, if you also are looking for other ways, you can kind of check this out, different things like that, wondering about it on several of our social media places. There'll be some videos going out for me, just short little videos that you can see of kind of me talking a little bit more about this. And if you have any specific questions, my email is a part of the, the webpage. So if yeah. you have specific questions, you just want to send me of, Hey, I like, what do you mean this? This wasn't answered. I'd, I'd like an answer to this. Feel free to shoot me an email and I'll answer it as best I can. Yeah. Yeah. Or if I'm a mom and thinking, you know what, can, can we just try this and not do it? Can we try it? You know, like, so yeah. So they'll be able to understand better or we're, we're doing it, we're trying it, but the, here's the experience that maybe my son is having. Would you be willing to meet with him one-on-one -on -one for a minute? Right? Yeah. Totally. Totally. One thing though, if you do have questions, you want to ask me in person on the 24th, we're going to be meeting in a mother's snow meeting. You'll first be able to hear from Brighton Peterson, who's in charge of Camp Oneida, which is like, I kind of like calling it like the brother program like of Knights of Honor, because Knights of Honor is the, you like board games, you like that kind of thing. It's helpful in that way. Camp Oneida is a summer camp. So it's the physical side. It's the side I don't like. <laughs> so check that out if that's what you're really interested in. So you'll be able to hear from Bretton Peterson first on the 24th. And then a little bit later, I'll come in and you can ask me questions about Knights of Honor on the 24th of this month, of January 24th, 2023. Yeah, so excellent. All right. Well, I think maybe we should say your email out loud on the recording. Sure. My email is kccb. So the letter K, two C's is in crocodile, B is in boy, and then 975 at Gmail. Sweet. And just send me an email, say, hey, like I'm, I'm wondering about Knights of Honor. Right. And here's my question. And I'll get back to you as quick as I possibly can. So um, oh, one thing. This is what I was wanted to say. One final thing, just to kind of tell you, unless my mom has more stuff she really wants to say here, just know if the times that are currently on there don't work for your son, send me an email about another time that you would like to suggest to run another group. Because if this has a bunch of tra traction, the hope is to run 16 groups of this. And currently there's only two. So if there's a time that you're like, this would work for my son, like nobody's business, and it would probably work for other sons. Shoot me, shoot me an email and ask about that time. And we'll, if there's some interest, we'll put it out. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here today, everybody. Thank you for allowing me to introduce you to my son. I'm really proud of him. And it's been such a faith, hope builder in my own life to watch him yeah do that thing that he described there where you know that it's just uh, just outside of your comfort zone is where success happens that's the pattern i've seen you fall into casey is yeah as soon as you have an idea that has some oh that's scary oh that's gonna be hard oh i don't know it's crazy how he'll just do it immediately because it's like yeah i don't, don't want to be messed with and I don't want to second guess this. I'm just going to do it. And so that's been amazing to, to notice and been such a privilege to watch. But yeah, so unlike any other podcast interview, I get to tell you 
I love you. Yeah, I love you too, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. We'll see ya. Thank you for listening. As you can see, we are very enlisted in what we have learned and hope to teach. If you have found today's message inspiring, please share this podcast with family and friends so others can enjoy and be edified along with us. Be sure to download the free book that holds all the core principles behind what we teach. This book is called Like Dragons Did They Fight. You will find a link for that free download at Like Dragons Free. And remember, you can find all the life-changing resources, programs, and trainings needed for you and your family at lifechangingservices.org.